we're live oh my god hey y'all hey it's friday and we are live and before i start running my mouth because josiah always gets on me about talking too much and not letting people jump on i'm gonna let you guys jump on first so what i'll do is if you've already connected in your life hey nia um if you are already connected in your life do me a favor Go and take this video and share this video on your web page, on your social media platform, and let somebody connect to us. Today, I have probably one of the dopest men that I know that I'm going to be going to be talking to today, Nehemiah Lamb, and sharing a little bit of his story with you and allowing you to get a glimpse of what it looks like to live on purpose through Nehemiah. He is definitely a man of purpose. Um, he is one of the most kindest and gentle um, men that I know. I definitely consider him to be um, a good friend. And I think after you hear his story and his whys, because Nehemiah has done some really big whys that has really been probably one of the most bravest things that I know, like to make decisions to live a life in service to other people is really a big deal. And that's the type of person that you guys are going to meet today. So while I'm telling you that before I introduce him, do me a favor, go ahead and start sending it, start sharing it. Let people know that we are on live, um, that our community is here and you guys are going to meet. Hey, Monique. Hey, Rosetta. Hey, beautiful. I want to talk to you too. So we can, um, talked about talk about being a mom living on purpose rosetta because that's what i see every time i see you a mom living on purpose so i'm going to con contact you um about getting on and doing an interview with me you are one of the dopest moms i know Woo! we in the room now we're live we're live we're live so nehemiah lamb all the way from atlanta georgia um uh, hotlanta the spot um, welcome to Cup. We are so blessed. Hey, Victoria. Hey, Sir Phil. Hey, Masa. We are so blessed to be here with you today. Um, thank you for tapping in with us for the next 30 minutes and sharing a part of your journey with us. Um, and we'll get into the questions. So say hello to the audience. And hello, then you I'm sorry, I overtalked you. What'd you say? No, I said hello. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited definitely to be here and share my story. So once again, thanks for inviting me. Oh no, thank you for being here. So here's one of the dopest thing I want to bring out. You come from a really large family. Tell everybody how many brothers and sisters you have. <laughs> Let's break the ice. You come oh, from a really large family. How many brothers and sisters do you have? I have a small family. I have uh, six brothers and one sister. Right. That's not, no. a, that's not a small family. Totally. And, and where do you fall in? I'm the second oldest. Okay. What has that been like to be the second oldest? What sense of responsibility have you felt to your family? Ah, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, I guess being the second oldest is almost being like the first. Uh, you have those that are under you that clearly look up. So uh, you have to make sure that you kind of set an example, but it's been fun. I definitely enjoy growing up. So, yeah. And you're a good big brother. I've seen you in action. I'm like, he's a really good big brother. So that's a really, really big deal. And I know how caring and tender. Oh, Victoria is the youngest of 15, right? So she's the wow. youngest of 15. And between my mom and my dad, I'm the oldest of eight. 
And I know that there's like just very big responsibility that comes with being the oldest, right? So I want to start with the question. Tell me for you, what is it like, what does it mean for you to live life on purpose? Like if I say someone is living life on purpose, what does that mean for you? Uh, they're living with a direction. They're not just waking up every day and and just going day by day, just going with the flow. They have a direction, they have a path, and they're intentional about doing what they're going to do every day. I love that. Intentional. Because you got to be intentional, right? You have to and be. And you got to be full of passion. So you made a decision um, a few years ago. How old is a unique individual? I should know this off the top of us. Six, six years old, seven years old. I started in uh, 2015. Yeah. And you made an intent, a decision that you were going to do, be intentional every day. You were working in a job and you were not satisfied with what you were doing. And then something happened and you woke up one day and you're like, you know what? I'm over this. And tell us what happened next. Then what happened next? <laughs> Well, a series of events um, kind of played out. Uh, I was working with the organization uh, as a child care director and summer camp director, and I kind of saw the need for the children with special needs and disabilities and try to incorporate and include them in programs. Uh, we had a little success, but I thought it was not enough. So God definitely placed on my heart to do more. Um, I really didn't know how or what that do more looks like. Uh, but in 2015, I did resign from the organization I was with, and I started Unique Individual. And tell us, Unique Individual caters to what special needs populations? Um, unique Individual caters to everyone on the spectrum, from kids with Down syndromes to Asperger's to nonverbal, everyone on the spectrum, high and low. Okay. And so you didn't have like every time, sometimes people say there's like, there was a motive. You didn't have like a child with special needs. You just saw a problem that needed to be solved. Right. That is correct. I saw a population that was being underserved and I definitely think they deserve the same opportunities and experiences your, and I don't like using this word normal, but your normal child have. And I did not see many opportunities and programs available. So I said, well, let's not create them. Yeah. So that's what I did. You're my kind of person, let's create it. If it's not there, then we need to create it. What did it feel like for you to walk away from something stable to go pursue your dream? Because that's a big leap. That's a big jump to cut off my income, to um, make a decision. I think probably maybe a tiny advantage of yours is like not, I'm going to put your business out there. Y'all don't be hitting them up after I say this, not being married. I want y'all in this DM. Uh, not being married or not really having kids, you have a sense of responsibility to your family. So you didn't have the high risk of that, but you still had a high risk. What did it feel like for you emotionally to walk away from that which was stable to the unknown? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I guess it was two feelings. One, a sign of relief that I was going to leave what I was doing to create something that needed something to be done. But also it was the fear of the unknown, because uh, when you step out, there's really like a book. I didn't have a book to explain what to do next, how to do it next, because when you're with the organization, their departments 
that's set up, whether it's HR, finance, and, and once you step out on your own, if you don't have those things established, it's just you. So you're wearing different hats. So uh, the curve was, it was, it was a little different. Nobody knows your brand. You're stepping out doing something new. So um, that, that word faith was definitely put into to action. Like it, it sounds good, but actually when you step into it and feel that it's completely different, like, are you really going to show faith or are you just going to play with the word and say that you have it? So it's definitely a big difference. Because faith is about action, right? A lot of times we say faith and we sit still waiting on God. Like, Lord, we waiting on you. And the Lord's like, I'm right. waiting on you. Like, on you? you bust a move, right? You need right. to bust a move. I don't need to bust a move. And I appreciate you for sharing that with me because I think we, some of us who are so excited about the next opportunity are moving out on our own or being in a position or a place where we want to um, walk into what we want to walk into. Sometimes our little gung-ho, I'm going to do this, right? And there's a question on here that I want to talk to you about. Sometimes our little gung-ho-ness, we don't count the cost, right? Mm -hmm. We don't count the cost. So we've been reading this book by Mark Batterson. We're almost wrapping this book up. The next book we're going to is The Launch, which is my book. And I, I sent you, Batterson says, before you take the step of faith, get the facts. What did that mean to you? Mm. Wow. Before you take a step of faith, get the facts. Before you take a leap of states. A, a step of a faith. Of get, faith. The yeah. get the facts. Uh, I guess the facts could be... Oh, that's a good question. That's a loaded question. Um, I guess know, know why you're taking that leap of faith. That's good. Because yeah. if you don't have the facts of why or the reason behind, like, why are you doing it? So you can't just do something out of emotions. Right. Because they're going to go up and down. But when you have... I'm trying to trying to think back to the question that you just said. Like, no, you're right. You're you're on it. You can't. You need to count the the scripture and the Bible says to count the cost up, right? You really need to count the cost up. You need to get the information. Um, starting right. a new business or starting a new organization, you need to do a needs assessment. You need to know what's available. And I think you did all of that, right? Because I remember we were having deep mm -hmm. conversations of this is a problem. There's no need for. There's not a need in place for special needs. Fact, right? There's not a right. program. Fact. There's not a facility. Fact, right? right. Um, there's no one who really wants to champion this. Fact, right? Um, how do we do this? Fact. Like you right. got you started. Like how do I fund this? You were getting information. Is there funding out there available? And I think sometimes we just want to start a business or we want to get into something and we don't get the facts. We don't mm. pause get all the information we need facts does not cancel out faith what facts do for faith is give fuel to faith right facts fuel faith facts right. fuel faith. Fact, facts give me just a even more place to put the demands on god for what we want to see when i decided or when the lord started prompting me to go into full-time ministry and it is not easy um, to serve his people through the devotional, through ladies Bible study, through the prayer calls, through feed the streets. I had to get the facts. Well, here's what could have discouraged me because other people were out there doing what I was doing. I could have took the facts and been like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. But the right. greatest fact for me was 
God called me to this. And I think mm. for you, the greatest fact for you is that you knew God had called you to this. This was not something that just came out of somewhere. This was right. you knowing that there was something divine you were tapping into to provide and to do a need. And so you went from being a worker to being a CEO, a founder, and an, an employer, right? Employing, right. writing other people's paychecks. And can I tell you, man, a guy, you have done it so well. And I'm not saying it's been perfect, but just watching you, watching you involved, watching you stick it out in a pandemic, not quitting, mm -hmm. trying to still provide services. I just want to applaud you um, for continuing to do it, right? For continuing to do. So I uh, born in a family of eight, somewhere something in you has to say I'm different. When did you know you were different? <clears throat> I don't think I, that's a good question, but I don't, I guess I don't look at it that way. I don't think uh, I'm different. I think mm -hmm. what makes me different is following the call that God has placed on my life. It's a lot of different people out there. Yeah. And it could be a whole lot more different people. I guess the difference between different people and people is them following their calling or fo following what God asked them to do. Because if I didn't, I would just be your average Joe, I guess you could yeah. say. So following what God calls you to do makes you different. I love that. I'm quoting you. Following <laughs> following what God calls you to do. Calls you to do makes you different. Oh, sets you aside puts you on the different path, makes you what I call a standout or an outlier, right? Um, tell me probably what's been the hardest thing for you um, with your organization. What's been the thing that has almost made you say, I'm going to go give me a job? Cool. Um, even though this is a, that's a, that's a loaded question too. I guess it's, it's, but it's, it's real. A, it's real, it's a, right? It is a real thing. Um, dealing with people on a on a different level, um, and finding those connections and building those relationships. Because uh, yeah. once again, when you started something from scratch, no one knows your name, no one knows your brand, no one really knows what you can do. So they're taking a leap of faith of trusting you to entrust your child or trust yeah. the organization to provide a service that you're providing. So the main, I guess, struggle is trying to find people that's aligned with your mission to carry mm -hmm. out your goal. Yeah. So the, the main thing that has been challenging, I guess, is is those those different levels, going from one level to the next and navigating how to interact and and deal with different people on different levels. Yeah. That that's that's big and that takes time and that takes patience. Um that takes a level of discernment. Um, that takes getting over yourself, right? Because sometimes mm -hmm. it can be like, I ain't doing this, right? But when I pause to look at greater purpose or greater cause, I can't afford to disconnect because when I disconnect, it doesn't just hurt me. It hurts everybody that's ever supposed to be connected to me in my life. Mm -hmm. I don't think we realize how much we're supposed to be interrelated, interconnected and interdependent. I don't think you and I realized when we met years ago um, that we would be here in an interview that could be something bigger for you and greater for me, right? This could be something I don't think we right. realized that. And so when we don't pause to 
take the time to understand that the deeper connections, the commitments to community, um, the commitments to the call, the understanding of the brand is way bigger than us. We'll lose sight of our full potential, right? Because we begin to look at things from a le very limited perspective. Woo! That's deep, right? That is, that is true. We'll begin to do it from a very limited perspective. And I always, one of the things that when I have been, like I told, like this last year was a really hard year for me, just in some personal areas of my life. And um, I was on a prayer call the other day and I told them I hit five anniversary. This is the fifth year anniversary. It's my fifth year of being not employed, walking away from my job, walking into full-time ministry, right? Um, right. And... This was probably this fifth year, like the other years I was so whatever this year, because the attacks were so personal and so emotional, this was really the year that I wanted to quit. Mm. This was really the year that I was like, I'm just going to go back to teaching or I'm just, I know some people who have already contacted me and want to hire me. Like, I'm just going to mm. go back and let them hire me and stay there because the pressure was so great, right? But getting still and staying still before the Father, um, being more intentional with myself, taking time off to allow myself to breathe, letting the God, God change the trajectory of what was happening in the ministry and on the podcast is what kept me connected, kept my face and remembering in everything that everything body that I'm supposed to be connected to, if I quit, I leave them behind. That is so true what you said. Uh, I was there. I was definitely there. Thought about just giving back up and doing a nine to five. But the thing kept coming back to me is it's not about you. When you think about what you're doing, it's not about you. And like you said, put your put everything that you have aside. It makes it a whole lot easier. It's, it's, it's not about you. At the end of the day, it's really not. Like you're, you're here to give. You're here to serve. You're here to give back. And by doing that, your life definitely is impacted in ways that you don't see. A lot of things that we want, and I thought earlier on that you want things instantly. You want things to grow instantly. Things take time to grow. Everybody like this fast food lifestyle, but when it comes to um, relationships with God or even like your business, like it takes time. If you want, if you want it to actually be what it's supposed to be, it's going to take some time. So that's what I've definitely learned. Like taking myself out of it, giving it to God. He put this in in my life for me to do, so he will definitely provide. It might not look how I envision it to, but you have to stay the course and take yourself out of it. And put myself in a place of knowing without a doubt that, um, knowing without a doubt and trusting God and knowing without a doubt that God is with me um, God is faithful, right? God doesn't yes. leave me. God doesn't forsake me. Um, reminding myself of those truths. And when I have those really hard days, even bringing those hard days before God and saying to God, this is a really hard day. Um, and I need you to, um, I need you to quicken me and I need you to help me because the word of God also tells us, a lot of times we don't want to talk about where we're weak. We just want to talk about all our strengths. I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm strong. But the mm -hmm. word of God tells us his 
power only comes up on us when we're weak. His power only comes up on us when we don't have control of it. His power mm -hmm. only comes up when, on us when we come back and say to them, you know, I can't handle this, Lord. I can't do this. Um, I'm overwhelmed in this. Help your child do this because you gave me this vision. You gave me this dream. So mm -hmm. let's talk about some of the unique things that you um, have done so far with the, the the special needs population that you're attending to. What are some of the milestones that you feel like you've had? Ooh, milestones. Uh, I would say definitely adding different programs every year, um, getting a feel of what's needed. Um, because I said trust and relationship building in this field is huge, um, especially with the population that you're working. You're dealing with someone, child, who uh, needs a different kind of, of care being a traditional um, yeah. child. So growing different programs that meet the needs is definitely, I would say, a, a milestone and definitely getting over that that three year, that third year, it's like, it's like a, it's, it's, it's tough. You're going to crumble, but hey, that's, you gotta, you gotta push through it. You gotta push through it. So making it here and still being here in the midst of everything that's going on is definitely, uh, um, it's a, it's a, it's a true sign. It shows that God is still like, this is what he wants me to do. Cause I'm still here. Like a lot of things have crumbled during this, during this period. And it's like, all right, God, Still, still here, here. still here. desire still here. still here, dreams still here. Um, right. exact same way um that I have felt about some things. So I understand you there completely. So what's like what's next for you? Are you wanting to see a unique individual grow outside of the state of Atlanta? Um, would you be interested in putting a program in someone else's area or showing someone else? how to put a program in their area what's what's what else what, what how do you want to expand expand the brand oh that's a good question i am definitely interested in doing all uh definitely expanding to states because it's children in different states that are experiencing the same thing that the children who are in atlanta um also teaching someone how to do it and the next thing that i'm working on is reaching out to churches and pastors to see how they can incorporate programs at their church, whether it's Sunday school, to create their environment so parents can have a place they can get fed and the child is also in a safe space and getting fed as well. So um, reaching out and trying to do a training to pastors and staff to create an environment for those children. So um, also um, looking to have our own spot. We're thankful enough to be able to rent space out of a church, but we're definitely seeking, I'm seeking and praying that we have our own location. That way we could um, provide more opportunities in, in a different environment to, to better impact these kids. Yes. So that takes resources. So if you're watching, I'm pretty sure he is a 501c3 organization. You can, I'm going to drop his information in just a little bit. You can definitely, if you're an organization or even somebody personal that wants to make a donation to the organization, he will definitely receive the resources because whether you know it or not, I think people forget this. Like people will attach to thing, things, but not give resources. Um, visions take resources. I'm going to say that one more time. Visions take resources and resources often come through people. So when we withhold our resources from something that we believe in, um, when we withhold our resources from something that we know that's good in the community, when only a little bit 
will make a difference. If you had a thousand people give $10, right? Um, what a difference that would make in your organization, right? So $10, the same thing. We have a program in our organization called Feed the Streets. Um, if somebody sends me six or 10,000, if I had a thousand people every month, send me $10, Feed the Streets would go to another level, right? Um, and I could offer more community mm -hmm. service. We want to have a soup kitchen and some other things. Well, those things take the resources and available and your program needs resources. So I'm going to get your website in just a second. We're going to put that information up there of how somebody can further connect to you, how somebody can reach um, out to you, um, how somebody can become involved, how somebody can partner with you. Sending five, ten dollars a month would make a huge difference. And I'm a, prayers are important. Um, other things are important, but money still is needed to fund programs to be able to do things. And I think sometimes we forget about about how important the resource or how poor a dollar is. So we're getting close to our time coming up and I have like maybe a couple more questions. What would you tell somebody um, if they were struggling to live life on purpose? Like what would you tell them about living life on purpose? Who, if they're struggling? Yeah. I would, definitely say, I would say stay the course, um, definitely stay in prayer. Because uh, I believe the closer that you start to do what God calls you to do, the more attacks that you that you start to get. And it's a whole lot easier to quit. It's a whole lot easier to quit um, and give up and then take a U-turn, take a 180 turn instead of following closer. So when you feel those attacks, you're like, I'm, I'm definitely is doing I'm doing what God has called me to do um, when you feel like giving up because it's, it's at, on the other end of things, it's, it's a lot better. So that's good. Um, and then if, um, how do you, how do you stay in a space of not giving up? What's your personal journey? What are the things that you do for yourself to stay self-motivated? Because I believe self-motivation is probably one of the biggest things that helps us all. And it is. Uh, that's a good question. Um, besides, so what like you said, things? you said, what are my personal things? Yes. Um, I would say definitely praying and definitely being in a community. And when you see it, seeing the need, um, it's one thing to, I guess, talk about it, but what keeps me motivated and staying the course is seeing the need and then coming in and programming and see the, the impact that we're making, not only with the children, but with the parents and seeing that the need there, it, it keeps me motivated. Like you, there's no greater reward. Clearly there, there are definitely rough days um, and tough days, but that's life in general for anyone. Um, yes. But finding those small things to connect with and hold on to, like you, nobody else is going to force you to do it. But like when you're able, like you said, to self-motivate yourself and yeah. when you know your why of why you're doing it, why you're being called to do it, it makes yeah. it a whole lot, it makes it a whole lot easier. Like it's definitely some rough days, but the little things definitely motivate me to make a greater impact because I'm, it's like eating a pie, like you, you or you get a, a pizza, like you, you're going to eat the whole pizza, but you have to take bite-sized pieces. So when you're able to take those bite-sized pieces and know that you're able to accomplish it all, it, it yeah. makes it, it makes it Because if not, you'll choke, right? Trying to shove all that in your mouth at one yeah. time. You'll have indigestion later, right? That's a really, that was a really wise statement. And I think also for me, um, as we talk, one entrepreneur or one person in pursuit 
of God, I think for me, the why is the really big deal. Like the other day, one of the biggest things I did was write my why out, right? I was having a frumpy kind of day and I was like, let me write my why out. Um, and then also when people come encourage me and tell me how important I am to them and how I matter and the difference it made, like those things are always good to hear. Um, connection is real. Connecting to people is real. Right. So I wrote my why's out. Why you go so hard? Why you up so early? Why you do whatever, you know, the women that um, as God has given me women ministry, the women that I'm attached to, even the men that are attached to our ministry and how much they mean to me and how much their lives mean to me. Um, and those that are not attached but are coming as well are my why's. You're here because and I keep those constantly before me. And then I remind myself above all things, God is good and he is faithful. And if he chose me and allows me to serve his people in any capacity, then I want to choose to serve his people well. Like I want to serve them well. We are out of time. That was probably the fastest 30 minutes. I think I could talk to you more because I know there's just a wealth of wisdom in you. Give me the website so that I can get everybody connected to you. Okay, it is www.uniqueindividual.org. Oh, you guys can go to uniqueindividual.org and find um, Nehemiah Lamb there and enjoy this process and, and see what they're doing and reach out and be a blessing if you um, fit. We appreciate your service. We appreciate your yes. We appreciate you um, making a decision to take a leap because your leap wasn't for yourself. I tell people all the time, um, it's not that the Lord won't bless you, but when you make the decision um, to do it, it's a really big deal, right? So we thank you for filling our cup. That's one of the things we say. Thank you for filling our cup today. Often when we pour out, we need to hear about someone else's journey and process. So thank you for filling our cup today. Thank you for sharing part of your journey with us. Thank you for giving me your time. I know time is always a priceless resource, commodity. So thank you for giving me your time today. Um, I hope more people um, see your passion behind what you do today. I hope that you get millions of dollars behind just this one video, that somebody will see it and write you a, like a million dollar check um, to end all your problems. I just believe in what you're doing that much. And I pray that that happens for you today. You want to wow. leave us? Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll tune back in um, next time with Cup. You guys stay connected. Keep your cups full. I love you. Peace.